You understand the importance of enabling Republican candidates in Pennsylvania. At Get Elected, we focus exclusively on helping Republican candidates run winning campaigns. Visit getelected.org to learn more. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to The Elephant in the Room here on WJAS 1320 AM. I'm your host, Sam DeMarco, playing Batman here today. I have my trusty sidekick, Robin. John Schneider, the Executive Director of the Republican Committee of Allegheny County. We're joined by our producer, Dazzling Daryl Grandy. He's the guy that makes the magic happen and uh, helps us get what we're trying to tell you out to you on all the various platforms. I mean, we're here. You hear us on WJAS 1320 every Saturday at 1 p.m. We're also available by podcast on Apple, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Uh, you can get us and hear us on the iHeartRadio app, and you can also listen to us on the website. So a lot of different ways to tune in and uh, learn what's happening in Republican politics here in Allegheny County. So we're so excited today, John. I mean, we have a great show. We have a special guest in the room here, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. And actually, our guest, Mike Doyle, is our first repeat guest for the show. Oh, the so we must be doing something right here. Oh, well, hey, listen. Well, welcome back, Mr. Mike Doyle, candidate for representative in the United States Congress, 12th District. And uh, Mike Doyle, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sam. It's great to be here. Well, Mike, I'm sorry. I Should I call you Mike or, or do I have to say Michael because your opponent, <laughs> our campaign manager, is yeah. whining yeah. in the press <laughs> about the name. Oh, it says Michael on the website of Plumborough Council, but yet on his yard signs, yeah. it says Mike. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, isn't she doing enough mismanaging your <laughs> opponent's campaign that she wants to reach out and try to manage yours as well? Yeah, I thought it was a, a – I got a kick out of it, I'll tell you that much. She actually said, uh, but I don't even have my middle initial in there. Oh. <laughs> so so I, I apologize for that to everybody. Well, thank goodness you're not both playing on the same football team. <laughs> exactly. Because right. what would you fit on the jersey, right? right? Now, hey, folks, in all seriousness, okay, we're making light of it. But uh, if you're paying attention, you're reading the newspapers, you're watching the news, what you're seeing is uh, the Democrat candidate or nominee for the U.S. House here in the 12th District. Her name is Summer Lee, a, a, a huge extremist. This is somebody that wants to shut down prisons, abolish jails, get rid of cash bail, defund the police. I mean, she's already uh, talked about being a new member of the squad, you know, with AOC, uh, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and so on, Corey Bush. I mean, all the nuts that we see there, the extremists that we have down in Washington that are leading this country to ruin. So she's out there, and she's been traveling the country uh, up in Detroit, raising money with Rashida Tlaib, the whole bit, because they thought, they thought that just by virtue of her being a Democrat, that no matter how extreme her policies were, that they were going to be able to walk into this seat here. And my man who's here in the room with us today has something to say about that. Yes, sir. So, Mike, what are we going to do here? Well, here's the, here's the thing, Sam. Um, th- she did think... And she still does think, I do believe, that uh, this is a, a no-brainer victory for her. Um, the district went from a D-plus 18 down to a D-plus 8. Mm-hmm. And I will sit here and tell you, and I'll argue the fact that I think it's closer to a D-plus 3 or 4. And let me tell you why. The registration registration in the district is just about 60-40 Democrat to Republican. 
Now, in Plum Borough, where I'm from, I've been on council there for 17 years. I've been president for 13. Uh, in Plum Borough, the registration is al- almost two to one Democrat to Republican. Yet Republicans win just about every election in, in Plum Borough. Um, so they're registered Democrats, but they're voting Republican. I had the same experience in Monroeville back in 2012 when I ran for the state house. So the registration might be 60-40, but uh, I would say it's the, the way they vote, it's probably closer to 52-48. Right, and, and that's because when you look at this area, you know, western Pennsylvania was always a strong blue-collar, mm-hmm. traditionally union area. So many folks were registered Democrat because that's the way their parents were registered, their grandparents, so on and so forth, right? <clears throat> but that doesn't mean that, you know, that they'll blindly go to the polls, you know, and vote for someone whose views are, you know, you hear the term bandied about a lot, extremist, okay? But whose whose views really are extreme. As we sit here today, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, one of the main concerns that voters have is the ever-increasing crime rate that we experience. Uh, and we can see what's happening in Philadelphia with a district attorney that wants to let folks go and doesn't take and do, char- you know, charge uh, the folks that are arrested by the police, I mean, record carjackings. I think they hit over a thousand carjackings way back in the beginning of September. They're on pace to, to beat last year's record number of homicides of over 550. They're on pace to hit 600 this year. And my fear is a resident of Allegheny County and someone who sits on Allegheny County Council is that someone that would want to bring those type of policies here would jeopardize the public safety of the citizens of Allegheny County, and in particular, your district, which, I mean, encompasses all of the city of Pittsburgh. Correct. Um, it It's mind-boggling to me. Um, she literally, you may have seen the ads on TV. They're, they're using her own words in, this, in these ads. The ads are actually against Deluzio and, mm-hmm. and Jeremy Schaefer's favor, uh, but they're, they're, they're you know, they're, they're using Summer Lee in those ads. And she is literally saying in those ads that uh, the, uh, she wants to be, or she considers herself a prison abolitionist. She wants to get rid of prisons, and she wants to defund the police. I, what is going to happen to the city of Pittsburgh and, and, and the rest of this district if, if, if she gets her way? I'll tell you what. I, I'd be willing to make her a deal. I would join her in getting rid of prisons <laughs> if she's able to get rid of criminals first. Yeah. Okay? Well, good, luck, good luck with that. You know, exactly. Yeah, good luck with that. Men no. are not angels. I mean, Thomas yeah. Jefferson recognize yeah. that yeah she's trying to she she's trying to paint me as the extremist and that's just a, a desperate uh, a ploy uh she is the extremist in this race uh, and she's uh, i don't know what now we were we were on uh, uh, uh kdk john delano interviewed us last week mm-hmm. john delano asked her straight up are you going to join the squad if you get to D- when you get to dc she didn't answer the question She's, tr- she's a chameleon. She's trying to come back to the center because she knows her ideas and her policies are too extreme for this district exactly yeah she, she won't admit to john delano but she's out there dancing and carrying on up in Detroit, correct? With Rashida Tlaib, right? You know, and when she, it's funny to me, I say funny, I, I should say odd, okay? Because there's nothing humorous about it. But she wants to call you, you know, who's a centrist, mm-hmm. you know, in my view, she wants to call you an extremist. I would venture to say the three thousand workers at U.S. Steel's Mon Valley Works would term her as an extremist because if it were up to her. She wouldn't hesitate to shut that down. And U.S. Steel is the number one manufacturer in this region. Correct. Not only supporting 3,000 direct workers, but another 10 to 12,000 workers who support, you know, that plant. I mean, it's when you look at her, when you look at AOC, when you look at Tlaib or Omar, 
<clears throat> none of those folks are bringing jobs to the region. You know, I, and and you know, it's funny we say you you're the real Mike Doyle, okay, <laughs> or the good Mike Doyle, yeah, yeah. right? But even the the other Mike Doyle, the Democrat, will disagree vociferously with him on his policies. At least he tried to benefit his district. You get no benefit from her. I mean, she's right. a backbencher in the state house who's never accomplished or done anything right. for her district or the district in which she lives. Right. One one thing you can say about the, uh, the Democrat Mike Doyle, Congressman Mike Doyle, is that he did did bring a lot of money back to this district mm-hmm. and he helped people. Um, and uh, you know, so I, I kudos to that. Uh, it, it's pretty much common knowledge that uh, you know Biden midterm the house is going to flip. It's going to be controlled by the Republicans. We're going to fire Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and if, if Summer Lee goes there, she's not going to be able to bring anything back. Even if, even if the Democrats kept the House, she's still not going to bring anything back to this district. Right. She's not going to do it. It's, not, it's just she's about her Green New Deal and uh, spending more money and <laughs> defunding the police. And uh, it's uh, an open borders. Uh, Sam, I don't know if you know this, and I don't. I, I, I hate to jump ahead, but uh, Pennsylvania right now ranks number three in the country in fentanyl deaths. Wow, I didn't realize it was that high. The term the term border border state doesn't exist anymore. We are a border state. We're all border states now, right? If we do not get this this under control asap. The, I don't know who said this, and I wish I could give him credit because it's a great line. I, I've I've kind of adopted it, but. I'm for I'm for tall fences and wide gates. I'm go. all for immigration. Just do it legally. Well, listen, if Joe Biden can plagiarize everybody else out there, <laughs> yeah. you're welcome to borrow a yeah. phrase or two. I wish I wish I could somebody else. I wish I could give credit uh, for the person that came up with that line, but uh, well, at least but, you admit but, it. Yeah, yeah, yes, right, yes, right, yes. Right. But no, that's great, uh, Mike. Talk about what you've seen as you've been traveling your district and talking to folks. What are you finding out? As you're talking to the doors, what is their biggest concerns? Because we got a lot of stuff: yeah. inflation, gas prices, crime, the border. I mean, yeah. what's the number one concern? The big, the biggest ones, the biggest ones from the people I'm talking to right now. It's gas and groceries. Uh, they're, they're, and, and the inflation. Uh, we've got to get things under control. We've got to get spending under control in D.C. That's literally number one. And number two is crime. Uh, those are the, those are the, the, the biggest issues. Well, I, I know you saw the news this week. Okay, I think on Thursday, the government released the inflation numbers. You know, and I think they, it, you know, it, you get all these different numbers. They talk about inflation, it being like 8.5%. You talk about core inflation where they remove energy and housing from that, 66 The bottom line, folks, is even though the Fed has been raising interest rates, which are causing anybody with a variable rate mortgage or credit cards or things of that nature to pay higher rates in interest, <clears throat> mortgage rates are the highest they've been in over 20 years now. It's 6.78%, okay? Um just going there and cutting down spending, I don't know if that's going to be enough because I'm afraid that things are going to get worse you know, before they get better. We can't continue to allow these people to remain in charge. I agree. I agree. It's time. It, 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 what's going on in D.C. is just is absolutely ridiculous. And, and, and let's get back to Summer Lee. She doesn't have a plan. She does not have a plan to reduce uh, inflation, to take care of, uh, 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 to create jobs or anything like that. Uh, she, we need to, uh, there's an old line and, and it's funny and I, it, could, it can, could sound disparaging, but uh, I, I always kind of coined it and I thought it was funny, but it's time to put the adults back in charge. Oh, you couldn't have, couldn't have said it better. So uh, if someone wanted to help your campaign, how do they go about doing that? 
Well, um, uh, every uh, social media platform and my website's all by the same uh, same name. It's votemikedoyle.com. Okay. And I'm on uh, Twitter with Vote Mike Doyle. Um, it's not Michael J. Doyle. It's Mike Doyle. <laughs> I apologize for that, for the confusion. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, they, can reach, they can reach out to us there. You know, and, and that's, I mean, this whole thing with the confusion again, it's not our fault. The Democrats put up another Mike Doyle for the last 30 years before you decided to run for Congress. Uh, if my parents were still alive, I'd be yelling at them for naming yes, right. me Mike. Well, I told their reporter <laughs> that when they called me for comment on the Post-Gazette article. I said, oh, yeah, sure. This is a Republican conspiracy. We went back 57 years and told Mrs. Doyle yeah, right. to name her son Mike. Right. Well, the bo- you know, So yeah. that we could run him for Congress yeah. in 2022. The bottom line is, is that uh, um, they keep saying my name and spelling it right. So yes. it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an advertisement as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So. Well, listen, I, you know, I, I look forward. I can sense and I can see the momentum that's behind your campaign right now. And you can tell that they're afraid. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, the reporter told me that the, the Lee people are calling constantly complaining about this. I know that on Thursday, uh, Mike Doyle, the Democrat congressman Mike Doyle, held a press conference to announce that he was retiring alongside Summer Lee because uh, uh, she's, you know, again, she's just complaining about this and trying to tell everyone this. But the problem is, you know, she doesn't have a product to sell. I mean, for folks out there, she barely won the Democrat primary, barely won, okay? And uh, she wasn't endorsed by the Democratic Committee of Allegheny County, you know, during right. the primary. Right. And doors I'm knocking on too, Sam, and volunteers are knocking on uh, Democrats' doors. And they're all saying, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. We got you. We're with you. Um, a couple months ago, um, Democrats, elected officials, firemen, policemen in the Mon Valley had an event for me. And uh, I had signs made up, yard signs made up that said Democrats for Doyle. And they're all gone. Okay. Uh, so, Demo- and they all said to me, to a person, Mike, we're Democrats. We're not socialists. Right. Uh, so that uh, that resonates big, and I, I really believe that uh, we're going to do really well in this. Um, and and that, goes, that goes back to the point you were making where you said, you know, that the registration in, like, for example, Plum Borough, two to one, Democrat to Republican. <clears throat> but really, the Democrats today, or the, I shouldn't say, the Democrat Party today is not run by the Democrats of old. You know, the Scoop Jackson, the National Security Democrats, and things of that nature. I mean, these are the folks that are extremists. Yeah. You know, again, you know, when you have in 2020, you know, their supporters burning down half of America while their communications arm, the mainstream media, mm-hmm. okay, portrays it as mostly peaceful, you know, even while buildings are blazing in the background, right? right? That's extreme. That you know, is, when, yeah, that is extreme. I'm so, excuse no me, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, but yeah, there. I'm 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 telling you right now, there are good Democrats out there, and they don't like what they see on the far left extreme of their party, and that's why they're reaching out to me in my campaign. Um, they 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 just don't like the way they see it. They're losing their party, and uh, I I know I know for a fact because I know a lot of them uh, in Plum, in Monroeville, in the Mont Valley, and all the way through this district. Democrats are reaching out to me, and they're good people. They're like, remember the old line, the Blue Dog Reagan Democrats. Yep. Um, and they're out there, and they're 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 mobilizing. Well, do you want to? Hey, do we want to make news here today? Do you want to take and and for the record, tell these folks that if you're elected to Congress, you're going to represent everybody. Absolutely, and you're going to do your best to take and represent and bring back, you know, money, 
for projects here in the district that'll help attract additional business, help create jobs, yep. and help allow the district to flourish. Because I think that's a concern. You know, <clears throat> I just, like I said, I disagreed with Mike Doyle's politics as well as Connor Lamb's. Uh, but there's no doubt that they tried to do, you know, what they could to take and help their districts in Congress. Um, this new, this new brand of, you know, which yeah. let's talk about extremists, Summer yeah. Lee yeah. Well, and she, even Chris yeah. Deluzio. Right. You know, I mean, Bernie Sanders. I mean, please, this is, they yeah. are not reflective of the good people of the Democrat Party Absolutely. Of, of old. Correct. And, and guess what? They're still here. The, the, those Democrats are still here and they're good people and they love this country. And uh, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm here to tell you that I am a reasonable Republican. Uh, and uh, oh, I know you are. And we need we need common sense uh, uh, people back. We have to we have to end the sanity that's going on in D.C. Well, it's about listen, it's about solutions. You know, people have real problems, right? And they elect someone to be their representative because they're looking for somebody to solve those problems or bring a solution to them. And, I mean, again, Summer Lee has been in the state house, what, is it uh, four years? Maybe I, four she's, years? And at the, she's running for her third term, so okay. yeah, four years. Um, what has she ever solved? I uh, have some friends in, in leadership in the house, um, and uh, while the budget process was going on, I noticed some tweets uh, from uh, from Summer uh, on you know she was tweeting, mm-hmm. and I, ca- I literally called up my friend. He was on the floor of the house, and he answered. And I'm like, "You're going through the budget. How's it going? We're making small talk." And I said, um, "What is Summer Lee saying? Is she is she helping with the budget? Is she saying what?" She's like, "No, she she hasn't said a word. She's not doing anything, but she's sitting in the back in the back row tweeting about it." Yes. Oh yeah. And and calling all all of the Republicans racist. I, I, it's just that's not leadership, and that's what this not not, not what this district needs. No, a- a- absolutely not. This district needs solutions. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, let's talk about some of the things that would be if you were elected to Congress. What would be on your agenda? What are the things you would like to work on? Well. Um, I was told, Kevin McCarthy told me that, uh, and, uh, and others have said day one, when we get there is going to be the first vote that we're going to have is to, uh, get rid of the 87,000 new IRS agents. And, uh, I, I applauded when I heard that, but, uh, me personally, uh, I'm, I want to be known as the energy Congressman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are standing on our nation's energy independence right now. We need to get the Keystone pipeline back online. We have to start drilling. We have, I mean, two and a half years ago, this country was energy independent. And if you ask me, energy independence and national security go hand in hand. And those, are, those, are, those are two things that, that we need to, uh, uh, to do. And let, let me take it a little, little step further, Sam. Right now, the, the, the extremists want, to, want us to get our energy, our oil and our gas from China, from Argentina, from, from other countries. The last time I checked, there's not an EPA over there. Right. We have the cleanest energy in the world, and if we need to harness it, and we need to do it, because we, we can, uh, uh, this district, if we start doing that, we'll just start to flourish. I, I saw Heritage, information from Heritage a number of years ago, but they laid out the, um, they talked about something called economic freedom. And it really, it takes into account regulation, takes into account all these different things from mm-hmm. a governmental perspective. But in both cases, in all cases, the states and the countries that have the highest degree of economic freedom also have the cleanest environments. Mm-hmm. And that's because with economic uh, freedom comes prosperity and comes the resources to allow you to take and spend to clean up the environment. And that's what these folks 
uh, missed. They completely want to cripple and hobble our economy and, you know, the jobs and the families that destroyed to go with it. Yeah. Okay. While they're not doing anything in China or India mm-hmm. or elsewhere. And the last time I checked, there's no wall up to the sky, <laughs> you know, that stops these emissions, you know, right. from coming over here. Right. Yeah. We need to, uh, it, it, it's just common sense, you know, common sense policies uh, and reasonable policies. And uh, that's, that's what I'm going to be doing. So energy is going to be your number one focus. Correct. Is there anything else that you want to hit on? Well, the the well, obviously uh, supporting our first responders and our police. Uh, they need to be funded, uh, and and we need to to, to, to make sure we got to take back our streets. I mean, when they when they started to do this defund the police uh, uh, craze, what happened in Portland? I mean, oh, uh, you know, look it, at it. It's it's insane, and we don't want that here in Pittsburgh. Well, and that's what I'm afraid of. I mean, you have, uh, and this is another number. It's an old number here comes from uh, early September, but there'd been 81 shootings in the South side. Wow. You know, I didn't realize that. And what folks don't get, and it's because I believe that the mayor here isn't taking and uh, allowing his police officers to do their job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in plum, we just, uh, we just hired uh, four new police officers and two of them were from the city of Pittsburgh. There you go. These, these right. guys are going someplace where they feel appreciated, right? You know, and uh, they can do their jobs, but you know, this is why having somebody, it's not just providing the money, it's providing the leadership that goes along with it, you know, uh, to try and get these folks out there to try to fight crime. And yeah. it seems like you know, every time you turn around, anytime there's a, a, a crime committed, uh, all Democrats want to do is take protection away from the law-abiding citizens. Exactly. Exactly. We, uh, uh, it, it, it <laughs> we uh, have to get... Uh, um, common sense solutions in DC and defunding the police and getting rid of jails is, I would love for somebody to explain to me why that's a good idea. Right. Well, it's because they can't. Exactly. And now let me ask you this. As I, sure. as I traverse your district, because I represent much of it as a, as a councilman at large downtown, there's a lot of problems here with homelessness, mental illness and things of like this nature. I know that you recognize that trying to get um, help, or more funding for mental health care is an important consideration. Of course. Are you going to look at that when you get oh, there? Of, of course, yes. Uh, and, and VA hospitals, too. We need, we need to— Oh, we've got to take care of our veterans. Absolutely. Um, uh, and, and, yes, the funding that can be—the be, funding that, can, that is going elsewhere around the world needs to be looked at. And I'm not saying—now, listen, we, we're humanitarian, and we need to help other countries and do what we can do. But just blank checks and printing money, it's, it's not helping this country, and it's not helping the people in this country that need, need the most well, help. Well, absolutely not, right. I mean, again, <clears throat> you talked about—you mentioned gas and groceries. And, you know, to hammer it home again, we have an inflation rate that's the highest it's been in over 40 years, okay? We have uh, real wages declining because they can't keep up with the rate of inflation, we have gas prices that are extremely high, you know, a dollar, a dollar fifty cents more than they were when Joe Biden took office. And folks, all of this has happened in less than two years. In less than two years, he took an economy that was one of the best economies we'd seen in our lifetime that was coming back from the pandemic and has completely put this thing in a ditch. You know, how do we, Mike, how do we get back? Well, we, we, we <laughs> First of all, we need to start reversing Joe, Joe Biden's policies and, and put them back to, you know, the, the, one, the one line they love to say, his one tagline is, uh, 
uh, not, uh, gosh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's uh, build back better, <laughs> right? How about, how about we say this? No, Joe, we liked it the way it was. Just put it back the way you found it when you got the DC. There you please. go, yeah. And build back better. The only thing Joe Biden is building back better is the Republican Party. That's exactly right. And that was evidenced by the number of Republicans that came out to vote in this year's primaries. And that, as we look forward to November 8th, and we'll talk about that after the break, but, uh, you know, it's, I'm very optimistic that the people out there who see every time they go to the grocery store or the gas station or any place else or, you know, looking for baby formula or things like that, recognize that we got problems yeah. and we need to change direction and need to do it now. In this day and age, um, uh, Sam, to have parents having to make a decision between putting gas in the car or putting food on the table, it's just, it's, it, it's heartbreaking and uh, it, it, it's avoidable. And oh. we need to change those policies, make sure it's, it, it, it gets back to normal. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Hey, we'll be back with Mike Doyle right after the break. This is Sam DeMarco here from The Elephant in the Room on WJAS 1320 AM. With campaign season in full swing, hardworking committees around the country are fighting for every vote. Get Elected helps committees prioritize their activities, determine which voters need their attention, and what they need to hear to vote Republican. Visit getelected.org to learn more. Welcome back to The Elephant in the Room here on WJAS 1320 AM. So, Mike... Before the break, we, you know, we covered in the first segment a lot about, uh, you know, what you would do if you went to Washington. We talked a little bit about your opponent. We talked about some of the challenges that your residents, your constituents, are, are facing. So, you know, um, to tell these folks, this race is a lot closer than many realize, or, or you know, or it might have appeared. You know, so uh, I know that because I'm, you know, involved in this. But do uh, you want to talk about that? Uh, you were telling me a little bit of a, an antidote you had. Yeah, they, um, I, I, I do believe this race is closer than, than it thinks. I mean, obviously you have uh, – the elephant in the room is the city of Pittsburgh, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, that, and that is Summer's Base. But uh, uh, I, was, I heard a friend of mine the other day told me that uh, uh, he was in a room uh, full of uh, a bunch of uh, – about 30 to 40 people. And uh, he said, depending on who you spoke to, I was either three points down or 36 points up. <laughs> so uh, uh, you know, it, let's hope for the latter. Yeah, I said, I hope that last guy is right. But uh, it, 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 it's going to be a, it's going to be a very tight race, I do believe. Um, but uh, we're not leaving any stone unturned. We're, we're, we're phone banking. We're knocking on doors. Grassroots is, is, is key to this, this campaign. And right. we're, we've been working it really hard. Well, you know what? I mean, you mentioned you said uh, they, these folks said either three points down or 36 points up. Okay. Whatever, whichever one of those it is, I mean, that's a testament, one, to your hard work, but also to the failed policies and extreme policies that your opponent, Summer Lee, Correct. is helping to push upon and bring to this district. I mean, and what amazes me, see, I, I come from a business background. So in business, when I'm faced with a problem, one of the first things I do look, do is look to see if there are best practices out there. Has anybody else been faced with this problem before? How did they solve it or address it, right? Why do progressives always insist on going away from things that have been proven to work to try to put things in place that had never worked anywhere they've ever been tried on the face of this earth? Yeah. Most of the answers I hear from to that end is, uh, you know, <laughs> when socialism fails, and it always does, those that want it the progressives that want it still want to go down that road say well they just didn't go far enough that first time right 
So uh, it, 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 you keep going down that path, and uh, we're not going to have a country anymore. Oh yeah, we haven't. We haven't. Oh, what is it? We haven't tried real socialism yet. Right. right. Yeah, and we don't plan to. Exactly. Right, and that's why we're going to elect Mike Doyle here in uh, Congressional District Twelve on November eighth. So, Mike, let's let's uh, talk a little bit about your website and the issues that you have on there. You talked earlier about wanting to be an energy congressman. That's what you wanted to be known as. But how you wanted to help in so many of these other areas to help benefit the lives of the constituents of the 12th Congressional District. You want to tell us a little bit more about uh, what you would like to do as far as trying to bring jobs yeah, well, or job, investment to this region. Yeah, job, job, we have to. Pittsburgh is help build this country, and we need to get it back on track. We need to start manufacturing things here. Uh, we, we need, like I mentioned, the, the Keystone Pipeline and drilling. Uh, those jobs right there alone are, are, are enough to get this economy back online. Mm-hmm. And it's imperative that we uh, attract businesses to come back into here, uh, into this district. Uh, the, the one plant you, you were talking about, the U.S. Steel plant, that was, what, 10,000 jobs or 3,000 jobs, I think? And well, they have, they have 3,000 jobs now, but... And there would have been thousands of construction jobs right. if that $1.5 billion uh, project that U.S. Steel ended up canceling now they're had not come a- to fruition. And that was because yeah. it took them over two years to get permit because of all the opposition and resistance Correct. You know, from the environmental lobby. And I believe that plant now is in Arkansas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. So Arkansas gets those jobs yeah. and not our district. And, and, you know, the district here... And they just redistricted, so they've drawn that. But the city of Pittsburgh is not growing in population. As a matter of fact, it's shrinking, okay? So, you know, uh, what would you plan to do to try to market this to businesses or companies that are looking to relocate to try to come here? Well, first of all, we need to loosen up the regulations. That's for sure. Actually, uh, in Plum, uh, I hate to keep going back to that, but that's... Uh, uh, that's your home, man. Exactly. Uh, and I wish I could remember the, the acronym, but it, it was ALERTA. We, we, we installed ALERTA a few years ago. Um, and what basically what that does is was to attract businesses into Plum. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, the first year, first two years, you can set it up any way you want, but the first two years, that business paid no taxes. And then at, over the next five or six years, the taxes start you know, weaning in until they get, they get caught up to speed. Uh, we, we need to start doing things like that uh, on a bigger scale and uh, getting jo- manufacturing jobs, good union jobs in here. Let me tell you a quick story. Uh, mm-hmm. In Plum, we are building a new administration building. And I insisted, and way before this campaign even started, that we had a project labor agreement because the building trades uh, in this area are, are good, hardworking people. And uh, I'm proud to tell you that uh, our next council meeting in November is going to be in our new building. So we're at a $28 million project. Uh, and it was union jobs and building trades, and uh, uh, they did a great job. And uh, I'm, I'm really proud of that. And th- those are the kind of jobs in the, uh, that we need to get back into this district. That is awesome. Now, hey, <clears throat> for our listeners out there, you were talking about LERTAS. And LERTAS is just an acronym for what's called the Local Economic Revitalization tax assistance. Now, what Alerta does, folks, and we use them a lot in Allegheny County, is if you have a plot of land that's vacant and it pays X amount of taxes each year, we allow developers, you know, a number of years when they take and come in and develop that property to get to the point where they would have to pay the full tax on the developed property. 
So for example, if you have a vacant property that's worth $100,000, and that's the tax revenue that you're getting today is based on that $100,000. If someone comes in and wants to put up a $10 million hotel on it, okay, uh, what you would do is in the first year or second year, they would continue to pay taxes, but only on the value of the $100,000 property. And then each year, they would pay taxes and it would go up. So, you know, in year two, it might be a million one. In year three, it would be two million one, and so on. Until at the end of that 10-year period, you know, they were paying the full tax load. So, you know, you're giving, what you're doing is you're helping developers uh, realize their return on investment, you know, quicker. And, you know, this is a tool that's used in economic development to help bring investment and money and, and with that jobs, you know, to our region. Mm-hmm. So it's a very important tool and it's something we use. Now, you know, one of the things that your district is blessed with, I mean, you have world-class healthcare facilities and universities. I mean, UPMC, AHN, we have, uh, you know, uh, you look at the universities, you know, CMU, Pitt, mm-hmm. I mean, Duquesne, uh, Robert Morris, Chatham, Carl. I mean, there's a range of them, right? <clears throat> so how do we work with the universities to help from a workforce development perspective? It's a great question. Um, one, one thing is for sure, Sam, we have to uh, encourage those graduating from all these fine institutions, great universities, world-class universities. Uh, once those kids graduate, we need to have the jobs available for them to stay here. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, that is critical. Uh, I, we shouldn't be, a, we shouldn't be a suitcase city. Um, and, uh, uh, how do, how do we do that? Um, we have to get the, the industry in here and the jobs in here, uh, the, the companies in here. Well, I know you and I've had this conversation offline a number of times, and you've shared with me that you believe the best way to go about this is to go to the universities and ask them, you know, what can we do to help take the ideas that are um, being introduced at your universities and turn them into companies that can create and provide jobs. And the same thing with businesses, going to the biggest employers and say, hey, what's from a governmental perspective is holding you back from being able to expand your workforce and your operation? And how can we help? Yeah, because government, we don't create jobs, but we can certainly get in the way of the creation of jobs through the obstacles we put in place. And that goes back to your earlier point. You talked about, hey, we need to reduce, you know, the um, regulations that aren't, helping, but are actually hindering this development. Absolutely. Um, they're, they're stymieing growth in industry. And uh, uh, the, the jobless jobs are critical. And uh, like I said before, this, this area, the city of Pittsburgh, helped build this country. And right now, uh, we have to uh, allow the, 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 the jobs of the future right now, the jobs available right now, will come about with more drilling. With with we're standing on. I was told once recently that if I hate to get back to the energy, I'm changing no, the subject no, again. But uh, but I was told recently that if Pennsylvania were its own country, we would be the third largest producer of natural gas in the world, mm-hmm. and, and we're sitting on it. We're standing on it. It's under our feet, right. and we we can we have the cleanest energy in the world. We need to harness it. We need to get it out, and uh, it's going to do nothing but benefit this area, this district, this country. Um, and, uh, it, it, it's just, it's, we have to do it. Well, and I, I, listen, I also think it's important to know, and then when we talk about taking and harnessing our energy, we're utilizing our energy, 
we're talking about the safe extraction correct of our resources here okay so we're talking about keeping the environment as clean or as pure as possible right so that all of our folks could enjoy it right <clears throat> but we don't want to take and have families that are struggling to make ends meet paying four and five dollars a gallon for gasoline right or having electricity costs that are thirty percent higher. Winter's coming. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, it's not just a phrase. Right. From the Game of Thrones. Right. Winter's coming. And I'll tell you, um, I, 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 I not, I don't just talk it. I walk it. And we have in Plumborough, there is a, a, a fracking well less than a mile from my house. Mm -hmm. uh, it was put in by Huntley and Huntley. It's now Olympus Energy, and uh, they're putting in two more pads because it's their number one producer of natural gas of theirs in the country. Wow. They're putting in two more pads in Plumborough. So uh, we're proud of that. It's uh, th There's no bodies on the street. <laughs> there's, right. there's no body bags building up on the streets. The, the water is clean. The air is fresh. Uh, that's the other thing that kind of gets me. We're, uh, when elections come, it's, they, they, they just generalize about, about us. Right. And uh, I, I haven't met one Republican that wants dirty air and dirty water. Right, no, exactly. I, I mean, come on. I mean, it's, and it's, Republicans have been the leading proponents of conservation. You know, in the, in this country here, right? And we we're go back to Teddy Roosevelt. We're doing and we're doing it clean, right? The cleanest energy in the world. That's that. That's what we need to start touting here in Pennsylvania and this district to help and, get this and, You know, I think you need state. to clarify too here. You know, for uh, Summer Lee or her campaign, who may be listening to our show, is that you're not talking about fracking in the city of Pittsburgh. No, you know, you're talking about allowing folks to be able to take and lease their land. Exactly. You know, to be able to. Uh, to, to, to be explored by natural gas companies, you know, where it's permitted. Correct. And to safely extract that energy. That's so, correct. Uh, so let's talk about uh, the meltdown and the other campaign, right? We touched on it earlier, but boy, these folks, we talked about the race being close. Well, it's obviously close because of the meltdown that we're seeing from their campaign, whether it's the histrionics, you know, with reaching out to the media, uh, coming out and claiming <clears throat> you need to change your name, Mike, <laughs> put your middle initial on there. It should say Michael. I mean, you know, uh, to me, yeah. it's an indication that their campaign isn't doing their job in getting out there to meet the voters and educate the voters. And I understand it because if you meet Summer Lee and hear what she stands for, you know, I don't think it's something that you're going to find appealing. Right. They want to keep talking about the name. I want to talk about the issues. Uh, I want to talk about her stances on crime, because uh, they're 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 not mainstream, and we're you know we're getting closer to the election day. People are starting to pay attention now, and she's trying to come to the center. Well, she's not center, <laughs> right? And uh, we we I, I'd like to officially apologize to Congressman Mike Doyle right now, because I'm sure he has better things to be doing than sitting in a press conference talking about me. <laughs> um, so, wow, <laughs> you know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, maybe he'll maybe he'll give you kudos, uh, well, you know, or recommend you for being his next successor. Yeah, you know, as he sits next to, uh, you know, uh, someone with the extreme views that Summer Lee does. Yeah, has you know. So uh, again, if folks wanted to help your campaign, how would they go about doing that? VoteMikeDoyle.com. Okay, they can, get, they can donate through there. Um, you can see all my all my stances, all my positions on there. And uh, then I encourage you to go to Summer Lee's page and compare and contrast because you won't see, you will not see two different, more, more diverse candidates in the country right now running for Congress. Mm -hmm. Now, if someone wanted to volunteer for your campaign and they wanted to help with door knocking, you know, or taking out literature yep. or postcards or whatever it might be. Yep. Uh, once again, 
uh, you can go to the, the website. There's an email on there. Um, it's looked at several times a day. My campaign manager, uh, Avery Skiviet, will get back in touch with you, ASAP. Uh, I, I have to tell you, Sam, I've been, I've been so humbled mm-hmm. during this process. I, I mean, in different pockets all around this district, Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, we're meeting here. All, 20 to 30 people are showing up, giving up their Saturday to go knock on doors for me. That is awesome. That's, it's, that's an example of the momentum I was talking about. Right. It's, it's just uh, I, I'm, 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 sh- I'm humbled by it. I really am. I'm honored by it. Uh, it, it, and the doors we're hitting, we're hitting a lot. I mean, we're, we're probably knocking on three to four thousand doors every weekend. Wow. Yeah. And the phone banking, uh, were, were, <laughs> I, I think, uh, 40,000 40, phone calls just last week alone. So the grassroots, like I said, is really taking root. Um, I, I said she has a good ground game, but I think we've caught up, if not surpassed. Uh, and, you know, we're, here we are in a stretch run, and uh, we're, like I said, not leaving any stone unturned. We're running to win. Well, that's great to hear. Now, where are you going to be on election night? Funny you should ask that. We we, <laughs> we were just discussing this uh, this past couple of days. Uh, we've put my wife in charge of finding a venue, uh, but uh, I, I know RCAC's having their, their party. I will definitely be down yep. there. But we're going to have something uh, uh, out uh, out Plum Way a little bit. It's either going to be in Monroeville, uh, Irwin, or uh, Murraysville. Okay, we're going to have a, a little uh, party. But I will have. I'll, yeah, you don't have to tell people here on the. Radio where it's going to be, but yes, yeah. I, well, we don't have it yet. We're going to have it by Saturday. Okay, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I like I said, my wife's in charge of that. She's uh, she's scouring the the district right now, looking for. Well, it. listen, I hope that it's going to be a great night. Yeah, for you on Tuesday, November eighth. Thank you, Sam. Uh, here in Allegheny County, you know, I expect that we will have uh, almost all the mail-in ballots counted because I mean they're lagging considerably from where they were in twenty twenty. I think we had about 147, 148,000 mail-in ballot application requests, you know, and those were sent out, but I don't know how many have been returned. But uh, they should be able to get through those, you know, on election day. And then we'll have the results of the poll. So hopefully, uh, depending on what Westmoreland County does, yeah, we'll get an idea of what's going to happen here. Well, Westmoreland, no, yeah. on Tuesday night. The addition of Westmoreland County into this district is probably the reason why I ran. Um, they've worked hard for decades to make that county red. They finally did it, and now 20% of that county is 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 taken taken away from them. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, they are energized out there. They are ready to go. Um, they've said not only we will have every poll here covered from eight to eight, <laughs> but if you need help down anywhere else in the district, just let us know. We'll we'll we, th- there's an army out there ready to go. Uh, and I'm, I'm again honored and uh, and humbled, and uh, I see all all the support, all these people out there giving up their time uh, to to help, and uh, it just energizes me to, to to work even harder. It is humbling, isn't it? The belief that yeah. people have in you, it really is, and the willingness to work, it really to try is. to elect you to make you their representative, yes. because they know, you know, um, at the end of the day you'll do a good job for them in Washington. Well, I, I, I will work hard for them. And not only that, like I said before, I'm, I'm, a, reasonable, I'm a reasonable Republican. I uh, have common sense policies. I'll tell you this too. I have the ability to reach across the aisle and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Over 99% of our votes in Plumborough are unanimous. So I mean, we, we, just, we work through the problems, we work things out, and that's what we need more of in, in D.C. We have to uh, uh, bring a b- little bit of civility back and uh, be able to reach across the aisle without the, the, the far extremes of your party you know, uh, getting involved and in, 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 in disrupting. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy, isn't it? And uh, you know, I've told people this. I'm on county council and you know, much smaller role here, right? 
But, uh, you know, while folks in Washington can go to opposite sides of the room and argue or not talk to each other, in local government where you're at in Plum, mm-hmm. guys can't do that. No. You know, because roads need to get cleared of snow. The roads need to be repaired. You know, uh, the garbage needs to be picked up. The police need to be funded, uh, show, funded and show <laughs> up when they're called. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> you know, so this is where you're working for everybody. And, uh, you know, having that experience, Mike, you know, it's 17 years of it, I think is going to be extremely beneficial. And you're much more experienced than your opponent. You have a record of accomplishment and success that's unmatched by your opponent. Your policies are common sense and have been shown to work, whereas hers are extreme. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's like you are head and shoulders above your opponent. I hope the voters recognize that on November 8th, and we're trying to do our best. And that's one of the reasons why we're happy to have you here on the elephant in the room. Well, I, and I, I appreciate you having me. And, and Sam, I appreciate everything you've done for me too in this campaign. Um, uh, you, you were pivotal and pivotal in, uh, well, in convincing and, uh, and, and, and encouraging hey. me to get into this race. And, uh, so it, so I blame you. Hey, I'm just, yes. <laughs> listen, I'm happy to sort of the blame. I know from the phone calls and emails I get that I'm for blame for everything else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, right. Hey, Let's add this to the list. That's right. Well, That's right. Mike, again, hey, I would like to take the opportunity to thank you for being here on the Elephant in the Room. Uh, I see you have uh, someone with you here. And uh, is that your campaign manager? Th- that would be Avery. Yes, he is the worker bee. He's doing a great job. Uh, you'll remember the primaries. Uh, there were so many candidates for every mm-hmm. office. Uh, so most of the uh, – uh, all of the uh, – uh, campaign workers with experience were all taken up. So I was very lucky to get, uh, get Avery from the uh, Dave McCormick campaign. Well, Avery's an experienced uh, campaign uh, worker. I've seen him. <clears throat> he was involved. He worked on the Sean Parnell campaign. Correct. You know, so he's worked on a number of campaigns and, uh, you know, you, you certainly got a good one there. Yeah, absolutely. We were lucky to get him. I know, I, I know there were several other campaigns and other consultants that were trying to, uh, scoop him up after the, after the primary, but, uh, we were able to woo him over to our team. So, he, let, he's, he's the head of Team Doyle. Now, let's see if we can get Robin to say a few words. John. Yeah. What do you have to add? There's one. Friend? Well, I, thank you, Mike, for being on the show. I will Absolutely. add that the number one caller concern that we get at our office on a daily basis is where, how can we get a Mike Doyle lawn sign? So uh, we, we, a lot of people want them. You're pretty popular out there. So I just wanted to add that yeah. comment to, uh, to the interview here. But a lot of people, to, you know, to answer that, help. to answer that question, we ordered 7,500 yard signs wow. and it's a good thing and a bad thing, but they're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh uh, but we have, we have more order. There's more on the way. Uh, so rest assured, uh, RCAC will, uh, have a, a good, yeah. I'm a, hearing a that bunch all of them even Murraysville, yep. everywhere between here and Murraysville, people yep. are asking. Yeah, so that, and that's a good thing, uh, and I, I thank everybody for that. Well, listen, we thank you for taking and putting out the resources. Yeah, you know, to provide uh, signs so that people can show their support. Right. By putting these in their yards. And are you guys getting a uh, Avery? Or, you know, are you getting any reports of your yard signs being stolen and taken down? Not too much, but you know, we're just happy to see how many. How much positivity we're getting from people who want to take a yard sign? I mean, like just like was saying, you know, they're just they're going so quickly. It's it's just unbelievable how much support we get. Well, that's fantastic. That's probably another reason why the Lee folks are going nuts, right? Yeah. They're going door to door and they see these Mike Doyle signs in the yard. 
And again, it's just, I just, it blows my mind <clears throat> that these folks want to tell you how to run your campaign because they're doing a terrible job with theirs. But I guess they're doing the best they can with the candidate that they have. They can start calling me Bob if they want. I mean, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Or call me Frank. That was my dad's name. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go by Frank. Oh, my gosh. Boy, we're having too much fun here, right? <laughs> you know, and again, I guess you, you have to laugh because otherwise you would cry. Like I said, uh, you know, Joe Biden has been president for less than two years. In those two years, our economy has been cratered. You know, we are in a recession. I mean, the guy, the same guy that's out there telling you, oh, I don't think we're going to go into recession. We're already in one. Mm -hmm. That's the same guy that's using stolen valor, comes out with a speech claiming his son, Bo, died in Iraq when the guy died uh, years after serving, you know, from cancer. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this guy doesn't know what day it is. And I, I really like to know who's, who's leading or who's running the White House, right? <clears throat> so we have inflation that's just out of control. Gas prices, inflation is the highest rate it's been in 40 years. Gas prices are on their way back up. Uh, the news comes out, the Wall Street Journal reports that he went over to Saudi Arabia and begged Saudi Arabia not to cut their production for a month, just to delay it till after the election. Hmm. I mean, and, and you know, in the, the sad part here is he has the wherewithal to make a difference and have an effect. All he has to do is unleash energy production here at home where it's at. And hopefully when you're there in Congress, you folks are going to be able to pressure him or convince him that that's the right thing to do for the American people. Absolutely. Um, getting this country back, getting this country back on online uh, uh, and energy independent is is my number one priority. And like I said before, energy independence equals national security. And uh, th that's that's what the people want. The polling is showing that. Um, and the number two issue is crime. Right. And, uh, and my opponent is wrong on both of them. None of the Democrats have a plan to fix what's going on in D.C. Look, our people, I've been a proponent and believed for years <clears throat> that if someone has a good-paying job, many other problems in life aren't as significant in comparison, okay? So I know what you want for the district is the same thing we all want. You want good-paying family-sustaining jobs that are available for your residents. Mm -hmm. You want them to be able to live in a safe city, you know, or a safe district where they know that their kids are safe going to school, where they're safe going outside or going to work. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to live in a place where you can afford the necessities of life, you know, be it groceries or gas. So listen, I mm -hmm. look forward to working with you when you're in Washington to help and take and bring these things back to the people of the 12th Congressional District. Thank you, Sam. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today on The Elephant in the Room. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. John, good job. Thank you. Our <laughs> pleasure. This is Sam DeMarco signing off, 1320 AM, WJAS, The Elephant in the Room. See you next week.